You are now on air. Morning audio date is 01.11.2024. Current time is 0935 a.m. here in upstate New York. That'd be the southern tier of upstate New York where I live and reside. And oh yes, this is the Fireman Rich Audio Podcast. And we're getting our day started. Well, it's been started for a couple hours here. We're starting getting a hashtag positive start to the day. Hashtag PSTTD start to the day on this Thursday, the hashtag wannabe Friday. And uh, I know this is running a little late, but uh, hey, what can I say? This is Rich Roberts, Fireman Rich here on Spotify for podcasters. Um, sort of a little bit of a delay. I usually do these this audio podcast a couple hours before now, but uh, we were having um, some problems. Uh, The issue is the connection of the sound, uh, dealing with the sound. That's the issue. That's the subject. The problem was the um, connection wasn't clear. I thought it was at the uh, iRig 2 being plugged into my LG Stylo 5 Android track phone that uh, I have. I, I don't use track phone on it anymore. I got a Samsung A23 now as my phone, but so this is just a, a Wi Fi device now, the LG Stylo uh, Android cell phone that's being used Wi Fi only. And um, I kept on pl- unplugging it and then unplugging the volume cord coming out of the. Uh, older than dirt iPad mini and it, lo and behold it just happened to be all the way back to the soundboard the output the connectors weren't all the way in and I'm like oh my god I must have spent like 45 minutes and got a little frustrated just to be honest um, so um, the issue was the sound the problem was the connection and I'm going to get to that issue and um, problem thing because I got a good analogy. We'll we'll, we'll throw that in in the um, thought for the day right after the thought for the day. Something I heard uh, here on a podcast I was listening to. But anyway, we're getting our day started here. Let's go ahead and back out of the uh, intro music again. Rich Roberts, Fireman Rich here on Spotify for podcasters uh, app. I'm also you can find me over there on and this. This audio podcast will be posted over there right afterwards. Um, again, I usually do this right around six, six, six o'clock in the morning when I wake up, and then post it up by at least seven. But uh, the way things are going this morning, the missus she says, "Why don't you just park it, go out for a walk, and then come back?" And and I actually have an empty house. Everybody is gone <laughs> doing their things this morning. So um, I think she was right. It gets me back on track for uh, having a, a good day today, and I'm having a good day. Had a wonderful walk, wonderful walk out there with the temperature. Uh, let's see, currently the temperature is 37 degrees. Fahrenheit out and uh, it actually gained a degree since I went out. It was 36 when I was uh, 
doing the morning walk there on the golf course. It took me, what, 25 minutes? Yeah. The missus, she didn't walk with me this morning because she's going to be doing a lot of walking, um, doing the uh, shopping, I guess, as far as that goes. So, uh, but 37 degrees Fahrenheit out right now, and that equates to uh, 2.7 degrees Celsius on the Celsius scale. But it's very pleasant out. Uh, it was really nice yesterday. It was like 41 degrees, but uh, it's currently 37 degrees, and uh, the uh, we're going to have general cloudiness. <clears throat> A few flurries and snow showers. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm looking out right now. We got some cloudiness going on. And temps will steady, will be steady in the mid and upper 30s. Winds southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. So, um, and the winds had been, we had been on a wind advisory here at the last uh, a couple of days. And, uh, it took out some power for about 1,000 families uh, households there in the Tioga County here. So uh, that was mostly up in the northern part of the county of Tioga, New York. And um, let's see, uh, our world times and temperatures as I speak in Honolulu, Hawaii, where currently it's 4.40 a.m. Uh, clear skies with a little cloudiness and uh, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. In Phoenix, Arizona, where it's currently 7.40 a.m., it is 41 degrees, cloudy skies. In New York City, the jungle, they've got some sun going on down there. Sunny and clear at 9.40 a.m. That's the current time here in the so southern tier of upstate New York. Just changes 9.41. But uh, 43 degrees Fahrenheit down in New York City, across the pond, the Atlantic Ocean to Cork, Ireland. We got cloudiness with a little bit of sun peeking through. 43 degrees Fahrenheit at 2.41 p.m. in the afternoon there in Cork. And in um, uh, Kuala Lumpur, uh, where it's 1041 <laughs> p.m. I'm not used to say 1041 p.m. Uh, at this time, but uh, we're running, like I said, we're, we're, we sort of had a delayed uh, broadcast here as for the audio podcast. But cool Lumpar at 10.41 p.m. currently in the evening, clear sky, 79 degrees Fahrenheit. In Tokyo, Japan at 11.41 p.m., the clear sky is also there, 38 degrees Fahrenheit. Down in Australia, they're already into the next day, folks. They're into uh, their Friday. We're still stuck here in the... Uh, <laughs> Want to be Friday, I guess. Um, Melbourne, Australia, at one forty-two a.m. on a Tuesday. Uh, clear skies, sixty-three degrees Fahrenheit, and in Sydney, it uh, clear skies with a little bit of cloudiness, uh, seventy-five degrees there in Sydney. Well, that's a little bit warmer than uh, Melbourne. Wow. Okay, and they're on the, and Sydney's on the coast. I think Melbourne's on the coast also, the western, the southern coast, and there Sydney's on the eastern coast of australia but at 142 a.m also 75 degrees in sydney and those are our world times and temperatures as i speak uh this morning i did get my posts up i did post a picture of the my shoes before going out to walk where i say morning walk first then the morning fireman rich audio podcast I'm switching it up this morning. Okay, okay. I, I slept. I did sleep in a little bit, but it was more the frustration dealing with this soundboard. 
<laughs> Sometimes I'm clueless, but you got me. And I laugh. But I, I took a picture of the uh, the shoes there just before putting them on, as far as that goes. But our thought for the day, uh, a quote from Alexander Graham Bell, who was a Scottish-born Canadian-American inventor, scientist, and engineer who is credited with patenting the uh, first practical telephone. He also uh, co-founded the American Telephone and Telegraph Company, AT&T, back in 1885. And uh, a lot of AT&T commercials with that new iPhone going on there. And who do we got for a notification there? Okay. And um, the particular uh, quote from Mr. Graham Bell... Um, it goes as follows. When one door closes, another, another opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one which has opened. And that is true. That I've, I've, that's happened to me a couple times in my lifetime. I'm so worried about what has passed when I can't even see what's right in front of me as far as the, the opportunities. When one door closes, another door opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one which has opened. Alexander Graham Bell. Very wise words there from um, a... Uh, individual that is a Scottish Canadian inventor and scientist. Thank you, Mr. Graham Bell, Alexander Graham Bell. Um, the thing I want to talk about with the um, issue and problem, a lot of people say, and I, 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 I'm taking this from a podcast I was listening to. Actually, I listened to this morning before I thought I was going to do the, the auto podcast. So, so my pro, my issue this morning was I couldn't get any sound. That wasn't the problem. The problem was the cable wasn't giving me. The issue is the subject. The problem is the situation. Um, so uh, a lot of people use issue, the term issue, like we have issues with this. It's... Okay, what's the problem would be the response. But a lot of people look at it as issue as another way of saying there's a problem. And it's not I know I may I've been told I <laughs> this morning I might have been a little too technical, but I'm not going to say what podcasts I listen to because I listen to quite a few of them. But this uh, stuck right out there that uh, words do matter. And um, in some cases, um, and I think um, um, not to go on the political side, but we're getting into a political year here and words will matter uh, whether they're truthful or not. And uh but um, the term issue and the term problems are two separate things. Issue is, um, is for subjects or the subject of the issue. You know, if you had a newspaper issue, that's the, the, it's the newspaper. It's a whole bunch of subjects there. So, uh, but issues are subjects. Problems are situations. So my question would be, have you ever thought about that? When I was presented to the, when I was presented this in a podcast I was listening to, it's like, hey, that individual's got a point. 
You know, and that's the whole purpose. Get to the point. Don't say there's a, an issue as if there's a problem and you're dilly-dallying with trying to define that. Get to the point. What's the problem? Okay? And it's just like what I, um, I'm saying on this, uh, this upcoming um, presidential election year that we have. You have too many people skirting around the question for two, three minutes. And it's like, no, get to the point. It's and and I the one thing that's really particular for me is those they ask you a question, it's a yes or no, and you don't get that. You get three minutes of uh, commentary. It's a yes or a no. That's all I want. Get to the point. And I think it's the same that I'm looking at right now with the two words issue, issues and problems. Mm-hmm. They're two different things. Issue is the subject. Problem is the situation with the uh, subject. So just thought I'd put that out because I found it really interesting that uh, uh, when you really think of it, words do matter in a sense. I know some people say, well, don't get get your um, fanny in a, a tight wad there, Rich. <laughs> it's like just and I, I can understand that, too. But the thing is, it, it works both ways and stuff. So um, um, if you if. The other individual you're communicating with is serious and they want to be serious. And then you take the same stance that they may have take, taken on um, a reverse role. You see what the point I'm getting at? You got to understand. You got to come to some middle ground and stuff like that. And uh, I just found it interesting. You can agree or disagree with me. That's that's your prerogative. You know, you can say fireman Richard full of shit. And it's like, you know what? OK, no problem. We had the discussion. I'm not going to take it to a debate or an argument. I don't do that anymore. But I found that very interesting, though, in a manner of speaking. And I'm not even an English teacher. I guess that would be along the... I did take two years of literature at the University of Maryland. So <laughs> it's just being aware of um, the things around you and uh, what people say and stuff. So I guess is the, the main point I'm trying to get across. I found it very interesting, though. Uh, let's see. We do have a national day today. Today we have, what, National Arkansas Day? Nope. Throw that in the garbage bin with all the other state days. National Step in a Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day. I could have stepped in a few water puddles today out there on the golf course. There's some what, some water pooling there. Then we have uh, National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. Ooh, that's not a good thing. We all, we have to, it takes more than a day. We should be doing that every day. I don't know what, uh, that's some, we have to be aware that that is still going on in this day. Um, and it's, it's a bad situation as far as that goes. Even here in the United States, from what I've been told, we're going to go to one that's a little bit subtler and a little bit uh, kinder there. We're going to go with National Milk Day. Today is National Milk Day on January 11th. It commemorates the day many think the first milk deliveries in glass bottles began in the United States. Alexander Campbell of the New York Dairy, right here in New York State, the New York Dairy Company, Uh, professed to the New York State Senate that his company was the first to make these deliveries. And we got hashtag National Milk Day. The United States and Australia export more milk and milk products than any other country. Those products include cheese, yogurt, ice cream, butter, cream, powder milk, and much more. Throughout um, the world, more than 6 billion people consume milk. Now we got all these other different types of milk, like almond milk, banana milk, 
and all these other kind of coconut milk and um, the products we can make from them. One of the reasons it's because milk provides nutritious nutritions, nutrition, nutrients, <laughs> such as calcium, potassium, vitamin B12, and vitamin A. And um, milk is very important, but I, that's pretty interesting that the first time milk um, was delivered in a glass bottle was right here in New York State. Now, New York State is a, a very big dairy uh, state. I mean, it's not as... You could probably say Wisconsin and Minnesota probably produce more milk. Definitely Wisconsin, maybe California, but uh, New York State is right up there in the top five in the United States as far as milk producers. I have right where I'm at right here in Tioga County, there's uh, one, two, three, four. There's four dairy farms within uh, a 10-mile radius of where I'm at right now in this county. And there's probably another dozen more throughout the rest of the county as far as that goes. So it's a it's a pretty rural area and uh, the, the farms are always nice to see the dairy cows out there on a nice early spring day or a summer day grazing on the field. So today is National Milk Day. Okay, we do have an interesting article. It's one there from Outer Space. Record-breaking fast radio bursts, FRB, from space alerts astronomers to fascinating blob of galaxies. So I think once they heard this fast radio burst, the FRB, they pointed that um, um, uh, Hubble telescope and the James Webb telescope towards this area because they got a, a clear picture. I think the audio art to this uh, particular audio podcast doesn't really show it, but uh, if you look at the picture that I posted up with the link to this podcast on my um, X slash Twitter, uh, my Truth Social page, the um, uh, Instagram threads page, and Blue Skies, as well as the Facebook page, you'll see the picture that uh, that I, I have up there of... Uh, the NASA picture, and um, let's see, the uh, a burst of radio waves from deep space, the largest ever detected, was found to have originated from a collection of tightly packed galaxies, which might be interacting in ways never seen before, the new study finds, called an FRB. I said that a couple times before, fast radio burst or fast radio burst. Like I said, astronomers uh, from the Northwest University detected the most distant, oldest and most energetic FRB ever recorded, dubbed FRB 20220610A. It originated when the universe was just 5 billion years old. So this thing's been traveling it's not instantaneous. This is a this is a radio burst that's been traveling through space for more than uh, a, a lot of long time, <laughs> a long time. Uh, first discovered in 2007, fast radio bursts last only milliseconds. Some experts have suggested they may be from extraterrestrial life aliens. Do -do 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 -do. Uh, forms trying to contact other civilizations <laughs> because we humans use radio waves to communicate with each other. 
But the exact the exact cause and origins of FRBs still remain unconfirmed. Initially, the Northwestern team thought the FRB originated near um, an uh, an object which they believed to be either. Uh, a single irregular galaxy or a group of three distant galaxies. But thanks to images from NASA's, oh, this comes for the Hubble telescope, the team has uh, have discovered that the FRB's birthplace is no less than seven galaxies packed together in such close proximity that they could fit inside our own Milky Way. Ooh, that's pretty close. They've got neighbors sending radio waves to each other. Maybe one of them scooted out of the path of travel and headed our way. Um, the image uh, that you see associated with this uh, audio podcast uh, that was with this, the article that I'm reading here suggests that the uh, collection of galaxies are interacting with one another, giving both a possible explanation for the FRB and the potential for scientists to witness a galaxy galactic merge maybe they okay that's interesting as they move closer they're making noises the galaxies themselves that could be possible uh, these conditions are incredibly rare and the lead author of the paper Alex Gordon said the Hubble's help is the only reason they were able to expand on the record-breaking discovery and put um, context of the use around it it's these types of environments, these weird ones, that drive us toward, toward a better understanding of the mystery of the FRBs, she told um, um, the university press. Despite hundreds of FRB events discovered to date, only one fraction of those have been pinpointed to their host galaxies, said uh, student co-author uh, Yaxin Dung, an astronomer, PhD, and uh, within that fraction, only a few came from distant or dense galaxy environments, but none have ever been seen in such a compact group. So it's uh, so its birthplace is truly rare. Although up to 1,000 FRBs have been documented since they were first discovered in 2007, astronomers have yet to reach a consensus on the possible mechanism that generated them. It's generally agreed that FRBs uh, must involve a compact objects such as a black hole. Oh, most, in, oh, most FRBs involved a compact object such as a black hole or a neutron star, so I guess they can send out uh, fast radio bursts. But the exact source behind them remains uh, uh, stubbornly uncertain. There are some signs that the galaxies are interacting, said uh, uh, one of the study co-authors. Uh, an associate professor of physics and astronomy. In other words, they could be trading material or possibly on the path of merging, which means they're colliding with each other. So that could cause some, some noise. This interaction could trigger bursts of star formations as well. Northwest University's discovery could therefore be stepped 
be a step towards the understanding of the mystery, mysterious phenomenons of FBRs, which could in turn be a step towards understanding the true nature of the universe itself. This is because when FRBs finally meet our telescopes, said one of the um, studies authors, they have already traveled for billions of years. How do they keep going <laughs> from the distance from uh, the distant early universe? During the uh, cross universe odyssey, they interact with material along the way, and from time from a time delay in the FR. B signal itself. We can measure the sum of all of these contributions. To continue to probe FRBs and their origins, astronomers need to detect and study more of them. And with technology continually becoming more sensitive, such as the Hubble and the James Webb uh, Space Telescope, the team at Northwestern University believes that more detections and possibly the uh, prospect of capturing incredible faint FRBs are right around the corner. So, um, is someone phoning home? <laughs> That's interesting. It's just that um, we know light can travel, but to have sound, a radio wave travel for that long, billions of years, and we can pick it up. That's just Amazing, simply amazing. All right, today in history, uh, on this day, uh, Popular Mechanics back in 1902 was published for the first time. That's a great magazine. Um, back in 1935, Amelia Earhart became the first person to fly solo from Hawaii to California. In 1963, the Beatles released their first signal single in the United States, a 45 RPM. I remember those records, the, the old 45 RPM records featuring Please, Please Me. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? And let's go to this one. Um, on January 11, 1908, President Theodore Roosevelt proclaimed the Grand Canyon National Monument. It became a national park in 1919. And in 1913, the first enclosed sedan-type automobile, the Hudson, went on display at the 13th National Automobile Show in New York. Uh, and let's see, we have... We got that one about the Beatles. And then in 1978, two Soviet cosmonauts aboard the Soyuz 27 capsule linked up with um, the Soyuz 6 orbiting space station where the Soyuz 26 capsule was already docked. So that was prior to the mirror, probably. And nine days before leaving... And in 1989, nine days before leaving the White House, President Ronald Reagan, one of the greatest presidents in my lifetime, in my opinion, um, bid the nation farewell in a prime time address, saying for his eight years in office, we meant to change a nation. 
And instead, we changed a world, and that's for sure. I was in the United States Air Force when he was, uh, when we was president, and he was my commander-in-chief. And um, I salute him now. God bless and Godspeed, President Ronald Reagan, a great American president. And that's about it for what we have in history. We do have, um, I did talk about this over on my Twitch broadcast, a live stream broadcast at Fireman Rich over there on Twitch as well. Um, my picks for the um, upcoming wild card weekend. And we have some games. Let's see, Saturday we have at 4.30 the Cleveland Browns against the Texans. I picked the Browns on that one. And uh, the, the 8 o'clock game, which I'm not going to be able to see. It's on Peacock. <laughs> you got to pay to watch, this, watch the Dolphins play the Chiefs. Um, I don't know. I might see if I can get a radio station like I did last time with the Buffalo Bills when Peacock did this. I don't think it's a way to go. Pay for watching these football games. That's I think it's ridiculous. And there's quite a few other people upset about this. I'm not the only one. But in that game, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win over the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins have uh, more or less... Uh, not going to be a factor. Uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock, you got the big game that I'll be watching. Steelers come into Orchard Park there in Buffalo playing the Bills. And I'm going to say, go Bills, go. Part of the Bills Mafia. They'll, I think they're going to have – it might be a pretty good game because the Steelers, are they're tough on defense. Uh, the next game at 4.30, it's the Packers go into um, – Dallas there to play the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm picking the Cowboys on that one as far as that win. And then the Lions and Rams, that's uh, uh, the Sunday 8 o'clock game. I'm picking the Lions. So I think the Rams might give them a run for their money. Rams, they're turning it on, but I think the Lions will win that. And then um, the Monday night game, January 15th at 8 o'clock, Eagles and Buccaneers, I want to say Buccaneers, but I'm going to go with the Eagles. I like the Eagles, and I think they're going to get it back on as far as uh, – um, so there's my picks, and I got my list reestablished again because somehow I had it on a post-it here on the desk, and I can't find it. I think I threw it out, so I got to reestablish another listing there. So football is coming down. We're, we started up technically week 18 ended last week. This is the first week of a new season called the playoffs, and it's wild card weekend. And then, uh, was it the following weekend? We're going to have the divisional rounds and the conference rounds, and then uh, it all culminates on February 11th, where we have the Super Bowl, and hopefully the Bills will be there. So they got to win one, two, three, four games to be in the Super Bowl. Any one of those teams that I just mentioned um, will have to win four games. To get to the Super Bowl. That's the number. That's the magic number. All right, folks, um, we're at our 30-minute mark. Actually, we're at 31 minutes, and uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, exit stage left here and get our – well, we've already got our day started. <laughs> I'm going to have to do the post-production work of getting this uh, audio podcast slapped together and uh, post it up there on all those uh, fine social media platforms such as uh, X slash Twitter – uh, Truth Social, Instagram Threads, and Blue Sky. On all four of those, it's at Fireman Rich. And then on um, the public Facebook, 
Just uh, look for, put in the search field, The Real Fireman Rich. Somebody took Fireman Rich, so I had to go with The Real Fireman Rich. So uh, uh, those are the main places I'm at. There's some other places, too. Just Google Fireman Rich, uh, and you'll see where I'm at as far as that goes. But we're here on Spotify for Podcasters app for uh, the audio podcast, and um, I want to say thank you to Spotify for um, for this app, uh, I'm really enjoying it. it. It's it's the same app as it was in Anchor, but I love using this. I can't. Um, it, it's just a very fun app to use as long as I don't have any problems with the sound. The issue being, well, the issue is the sound. The problem is the cables. <laughs> okay, folks. Rich Roberts, wishing you all well on this wannabe. Uh, Thursday, or want to be Friday, and tomorrow on the real Friday morning, I will be doing uh, a live stream broadcast over there on Twitch. So till then, you all have a great one, uh, and uh, enjoy the day, live life, have fun, ciao for now, as always, peace. Take care, folks.